coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. So are you just in Publix or are you in other like local uh, places around here? Oh yeah, just Publix uh, in terms of- I say just Publix. Publix is huge. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous for me to say that. Publix can yeah. buy a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, the product goes direct from that farm container right into the store. So, wow. I mean, talk about lack of travel, not only- How cool. <laughs> Wow. You're traveling, you know, maybe 30 yards. Your next assignment is to get one parked in Jacksonville and then get one in Bentonville, Arkansas. We are working. <laughs> We're working. I remember when we first met and hearing your dream and then now to hear about Thrive Containers and what you've done with Publix. I mean, it's just so much further than I think you even dreamed maybe at the time or didn't express to us. We're tired, but we're happy. I'm sure. <laughs> We have another model that's coming out that isn't on the website yet, which is the Columbia, which will be for uh, culinary and medicinal mushrooms. Oh, oh, cool. Wow. Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download, and then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured guests are Shannon O'Malley and Brad Doyle. Shannon and Brad are the owners of Brick Street Farms, and they now own two more companies that relate to farming and food. At the top of the show, Kevin gives us some highlights from the book, The Language of Food, A Linguist Reads the Menu. We, we have, have a, a great, great show, show, so stick, stick around. around. Ramen is the ultimate comfort food, and Booyah Ramen on the 900 block of Central Avenue is my go-to. It's so freaking good. The broth is like a silky blanket to warm up your mouth, and the hearty proteins, or just mushrooms for vegetarians, it'll have you saying, ooh, mommy, the umami is making my eyes roll back in my head. My favorites are the pork belly and the short rib. Mmm. And then there's the noodles. O-M-G. Go get the best ramen in St. Pete at Booyah Ramen at 911 Central Avenue in the Edge District of downtown St. Pete. Do ya, Booyah? Hey foodies, do you know about the Zest podcast? If you're listening to us, you should be listening to them too. They're part of the Tampa NPR station WUSF 89.7. On the Zest, you'll learn new recipes, baking tips, and barbecue secrets. You'll hear about what's ripe, what's growing, and what's in season. The Zest Podcast is hosted by Robin Sussingham, an award-winning reporter and producer who's also an avid home cook and baker. 
Robin's a native Floridian and has been searching out flavors and the fascinating stories behind them from Key West to Pensacola. Learning to care for a sourdough starter and learning to bake sourdough breads really speaks to people in a very deep way. It's part of our collective history and we're getting back to our roots and our self-sufficiency. Just like us, the Zest podcast has interviews with chefs and restaurateurs and talks about food and recipes covering the Tampa Bay area and throughout Florida. It's what we listen to when we're not doing our own show. Check out the Zest podcast at thezestpodcast.com. So one of our sponsors is the Zest Podcast. This is not about them, but in their ad, we mentioned that we listen to them when we're not listening, doing our own show. Well, I also, when I do my morning walks that I'm supposed to do every day, but it doesn't always happen every day, like mm-hmm. today, Right. Uh, I will listen to different food podcasts just to see what other podcasts are doing out there and, and see how we match up. And I, was, I can't remember if this was on, I listened to also uh, Christopher Kimball's Milk Street. Mm-hmm. And also there's one called The Sporkful, which says, this is not about, this is not for foodies, it's for eaters, whatever. <laughs> it was one of those two that I heard Dan Jarafsky, Jarafsky, sounds like giraffe, like a giraffe, but it's not spelled that way. He uh, has a book, he's a linguist, and his book is titled The Language of Food, A Linguist Reads the Menu. And I was just really intrigued, so I bought the book. Mm-hmm. And this is, what I'm going to talk about is like mm, maybe a, less than a, maybe a fourth of the book or less. Right. So, so right now, if you're at home, go look at your ketchup bottle. It doesn't just say ketchup. It says tomato ketchup. The original ketchup was Chinese fish sauce. Really? Yeah. And that's another thing the book explores is like the history and evolution of foods and how things like somebody had the Chinese fish sauce. So, uh, Catch ketchup, part of that word is the Chinese word for sauce. Okay. But he talks about different foods and how they've evolved and gone through different cultures and how the cult, different cultures have changed them to suit themselves. So uh, also in the process of writing the book, they examined millions of online restaurant reviews. These guys are, he has a whole team and they're very technical. So they write algorithms to go online and read these menus and they count the words and how many times different words appear and other similar things. And they also explore the linguistics of food advertising and food brands. And they uncover subtle linguistic cues hidden in the language of today's food advertisers and show surprising ways that you're being targeted every time you read a menu or even look at the text on the back of a package of potato chips. And you'll even see linguistic cues that can predict the price of individual dishes on a menu based only on the words that appear, but also those purposely omitted. Fancy restaurants use fancy words on their menus, which are also longer words. Right. Not fancy restaurants use simpler, shorter words. They also reassure you, reassure you more using words like delicious Hmm. or real. Like they might say, real cheese mm-hmm. because if you're at a cheap place maybe it's fake cheese or whatever or something you know and you know if it's real cheaply priced you might not think that it's going to taste as good so they, they as part of the description they'll use the word delicious mm. and the fancy restaurants don't use these words because you're supposed to already assume everything is delicious and real 
And they had some observations on restaurant reviews as well, which I thought was pretty interesting. Negative reviews talk more about the people, right. like the waiter, the manager, the bartender, or the hostess, and usually less about the food. Hmm. And That's actually true. Yeah. And people that like a restaurant compare the food to sex or drugs. The more expensive restaurants are more likely to have a food compared to sex, such as, such as it being orgasmic. Or foodgasm, or, yeah. as I've used. Yeah. <laughs> or seductive. Mm-hmm. And people that like a less expensive restaurant compared the food to drugs, such as this is like crack. This is addicting. I need a fix. I crave it. And, you know, the drugs comparisons also apply to comfort food, like bar foods. Foods that are considered less healthy, like recreational drugs, are typically considered unhealthy. Mm. So that's just a little bit of that book. I thought it was pretty cool. Again, the name of it is The Language of Food, A Linguist Reads the Menu. So check it out. And we will be right back with Shannon O'Malley and Brad Doyle from Brick Street Farms. St. Pete is all about local, and this year we celebrate a local legend's 25th anniversary. Roland Oates Market and Cafe was founded in July of 94 by Bert Swain and Larry Schwartz. From the beginning, Roland Oates has made a commitment to provide St. Pete customers with the finest quality organic whole foods, nutritional supplements, and body care products at the most reasonable price as possible. And now they have a South Tampa location too. We go there for many items, but they are the only place that we go to buy our raw probiotics and other supplements. They have the best organic whole food selection in town, and on the flip side of that, they also offer a fantastic selection of wines and an unparalleled selection of local craft beer. Rollin' Oats has a cafe, Open Daily, which offers delicious sandwiches, burgers, soups, salads, bowls, wraps, entrees, and fresh-made smoothies, along with a variety of prepared and packaged take-home meals located in the market itself. Do you pride yourself with supporting local businesses? Well, put your money where your mouth is and get on into Rollin' Oats today. Rollin' Oats St. Pete is located at 2842 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Street North, and in South Tampa, you'll find them at 1021 North McDill Avenue. Check them out on the web at rollinoats.com. That's R-O-L-L-I-N oats.com. And Rollin' Oats offers online ordering with curbside pickup. Hey, Lori, have you ever been to Noble Crust? I have. What do you like there? Pork belly pimento cheese and fried green tomatoes are my favorite. Oh, yeah, I love that one, too. They actually call it the F-G-B-L-T. It's fried green tomatoes, pork belly glazed with a Tabasco honey sauce and pimento cheese. Mm -hmm. And it's the first item on the menu, so you can't miss it. And I think they should actually call it the OMG. Yeah, you've said that before. The chicken marsala is really good, too. It has chicken and chicken sausage, criminy mushrooms, and four cheese grits. It's so delicious. I love that they mix classics from the American Deep South and Italy. Noble Crust is famous for their fried chicken. I love it. Yeah, and the eggplant parmesan is out of this world. When we do a best eggplant parm list, it'll definitely be on there. Yes, it will. Speaking of lists, Noble Crust made six of them recently. Best Italian, Best Casual Dining, Best Pizza, Best Bloody Marys, Best Meatballs, and, believe it or not, Best Salads. Ooh, can I tell you another one of my favorite items? Yeah. The spaghetti and meatballs. It's oh, so good. man, you're not kidding. You know what? They have a brunch on Saturdays and Sundays starting at 1030, which I love. And the deviled eggs are to die for. Let's go to Noble Crust right now. I'm in. Let's do it. Thank you. 
Please welcome from Brick Street Farms, Shannon O'Malley and Brad Doyle. Welcome, guys. Thank you. We're happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah. And what everybody missed out on is like 15 minutes of errors trying to get this thing to work. <laughs> we had some technical difficulties, but he'll, here we are. So in addition to Brick Street Farms, uh, you also now have Thrive Containers, where you're selling your controlled environment farming system, which is really cool. And you guys were originally on on podcast episode number 10. Ooh, wow. wow. <laughs> November, November 2018. And back then you were just starting out. You were still at your little farm. Yeah. And you, yeah. And, and you guys still had real jobs. Yeah. Now, well, now, Shannon didn't. Shannon didn't, but Brad did. Right. Well, Brad still does actually. I still oh, have my oh really? Believe it or not, he? I still. Oh, that's cool. And, uh, I still haven't. He left. loves him some Duke Energy. I love. Him. <laughs> uh, they treat me very well, and so I'm still splitting time uh, between the two. Um, but you know, that's cool. Hopefully, one day I'll be able to move over full time. Awesome. And, well, with everything you guys have going on, it shouldn't be too long. And when you just started, was it just the one container, or did you have a couple in the beginning? But they had three. When we, yes, when we Lori's right. When we started, we started with three. Uh, we added a fourth and a fifth at our original location, and we videotaped the fourth one. Remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, we had the little market, and we were selling uh, about almost exclusively to restaurants and hotels with our tiny little market. And then we moved to our new location in April of 2020. Oh, wow. In time for the craziness to start. Oh, man. (laughs) For 2020 to really take effect. Yeah. Were Uh, you in the midst of that when when everything happened? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We moved in March. It was April 3rd, really, that we moved in. And now we are up to 17 farm containers. Wow. Manufacturing facility, a large market. Yes, and now we've uh, taken on grocery division. I know you're in Publix. I, I get so proud every time I go in there and see yeah. it. <laughs> We're really excited. That was uh, really um, you know, a godsend for us because right as the uh, pandemic was hitting, we had already started conversations with Publix. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we all know, grocery is having a banner year. Gangbusters. Right. Busters. Right. And so we were able to divert our wholesale program to grocery. And uh, just now we're actually, our, our wholesale program starting to come back as restaurants are figuring it out. So right. um, we were able to divert temporarily, almost entirely to Publix. And now it's starting to balance out. So are you just in Publix or are you in other like local uh places around here? Oh, yeah. Just Publix uh, in terms of- I say just Publix. Publix is huge. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous for me to say that. Publix yeah. can buy a lot of stuff. <laughs> the uh, Lakeland division uh, r- right now, which is two, 276 stores. Nice. So uh, right now that's all uh, we deliver to the Lakeland uh, distribution center uh, several times a week. Mm-hmm. That's uh, awesome. And, and moving to a, uh, in the process of a transition to a uh, four product lineup in those stores, in those 276 stores. So we've been selling them a lot of Butterhead. Uh, mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and so that's what you've been seeing mostly in their stores. And so we're right. in of that transition to a four product uh, lineup there. So a little bit more. So dead. what will be the four? It will be uh, the Butterheads that you typically see. Uh, the right. four heads with the living roots uh, on the bottom. And then mm-hmm. uh, butter, uh, butter lettuce, baby greens, and the green leaf. Nice. Nice. So we should probably start from the beginning and explain to the listeners 
how this whole thing works. <laughs> yes, no problem. So um, Brick Street Farms uh, was our brainchild late 2015 and 16. And our mission was to bring production to the point of consumption. Right. So we really want to challenge traditional commercial agriculture. And we just felt as humans, we could do better. And so we wanted to bring a delicious, clean, year-round produce uh, to urban cores. And that's really the brainchild of Brick Street Farms. So that's really our, our core mission. Uh, since we started, uh, we've been continuously adding. So when we say a farm, one farm is one farm container. So one right. shipping container. When you have multiple shipping containers at a location, we call that a hub. Okay. And okay. So our original hub had four farms, four farm mm -hmm. containers. And since then, we've grown to 17. So each one of our farm containers is the equivalent of two and a half to three acres of traditional farmland. Wow. Which is pretty exciting. Yeah. We grow year round. So we do, uh, you know, 11 to 17 harvests a year, whereas a traditional farm does three, maybe four every year. Right. And on top of that, we use no chemicals, no pesticides, no dirt, no bugs, and we are certified non-GMO. So it's an absolutely delicious product. Yeah, it's awesome. It, it's great. And what people don't, I guess, really realize or understand, because, you know, we, we've been using your lettuce since the beginning, but it just lasts so much longer because it's got the roots in it. And I mean, it'll last for up to two weeks in the refrigerator, whereas you buy traditional stuff is bad in a few days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, the reason that's occurring is, you know, because you're it's within 48 hours of it being harvested. It's, you know, on the shelves because it doesn't have to travel, you know, with the 3000 miles from Southern California. Right. Which is where, you know, most of our leafy greens you know, across the United States comes from because uh, the weather there is perfect for that particular uh, crop. So that's what the inside of our containers do. They essentially simulate the year round weather of Southern California. So it's a it's a cool high 60s, low 70s, you know, 50 to 60 percent, you know, 65 percent humidity in there, you know, 24 hours a day. Wow. Now, are the 17 farms all in one hub? They're all co-located right now at our manufacturing uh, facility at 2233 3rd Avenue South that we just moved. So your original location or the other? Yeah, it's the new, the new location we just moved to in April. Yep. So okay. there's a big parking lot out back of the uh, warehouse that we build the farms in. Mm -hmm. And then we, so we, uh, 17 that we've been manufacturing and building over the last year, we roll right out of the warehouse, right into the back parking lot and hook Well, up. it's not just our manufacturing warehouse. We, this is where our market is. So with, uh, we have a, our large retail component here and we've been able to host events, uh, 2020 socially distance events in, in the parking lot where we've been allowing, allowing folks to, uh, come and enjoy other local makers. Our market is just over 1,200 square feet, so we've been uh, able to allow people to come in and, and still shop the market and uh, 16 containers in the parking lot. But we do have our one container at the Lakeland Greenwise, which we're really excited uh, about. Oh, that's cool. So what's what's the plan there? Uh, Republics, well, no? It, it's yes. actually, yeah, it's actually been there since uh, April. Mm -hmm. uh, of this year. So honest, so right around the, again, right around, we were moving to this location that we're at right now, simultaneously dropping our, our only remote farm at this time. 
uh, mm-hmm. on site at the Greenwise in Lakeland on South Florida it's right Avenue. Right out front, and it's so beautiful. It's, yep, it's right out front next to their customer outdoor patio. Um, so the Greenwise. I don't know if you guys have been to one of the new Greenwise markets, but they're gorgeous. They're, they're gorgeous. Totally different from the old school Greenwise in your head. Oh, uh, that's cool. They, they definitely reimagined, uh, re- reimagined it. Um, what is the closest one to to where we are? Odessa. Uh, oh, is, okay. Is the closest one, but the if you if you're ever uh, out towards the Plant City Lakeland area, I would definitely recommend oh, uh, going by there. It's, it's amazing. It's so this is a Publix that's just dedicated to their Greenwise products. That's what I'm getting. That's they, right. It's a much smaller urban footprint store. Uh, it has a great uh, prepared food section, which is just delicious. So they've got like an outdoor entertainment space, which is great. So it's actually a great place to have. Lunch. They have a bar in there. They serve beer and wine starting at 11 a.m. or something. <laughs> <laughs> you can drink and shop and eat. And, uh, you know, they actually have a great outdoor covered patio. And so our farm container is uh, alongside of this great patio, which is uh, and it's fully branded with Brick Street Farms and has some fun facts on the side. So it's really uh, an educational component for the that's store. Right. And there's a viewing window in it. So customers on the patio. Oh, that's awesome. They kind cool. of stick their head, uh, you know, in, onto the glass and see inside. And so, okay. yeah. Yeah. The product goes direct from that farm container right into the store. So, wow. I mean, talk about lack of travel. Not only. How are cool. <laughs> wow. We're traveling, you know, maybe 30 yards. Your next assignment is to get one parked in Jacksonville and then get one in Bentonville, Arkansas. We are work- <laughs> we're working. Well, we're, that's what we're actually working on with Publix. You know, there's been a tremendous reception to our product in the West Central Florida area. And, uh, you know, we are working with them in discussions about other Greenwise locations throughout the state to place on-site containers. Good for you guys. This is like, I remember when we first met and hearing your dream and then... Now to hear about Thrive Containers and what you've done with Publix. I mean, it's just so much further than I think you even dreamed maybe at the time or didn't express to us. We're tired, but we're happy. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, you know, the, these container farms, uh, you know, there's been companies selling, you know, selling these on the market for, you know, five or seven years now um, to some extent. And, you know, we've really worked out a lot, a lot of kinks over the last four or five years and, they make it look really easy. You know, it's like, a, at least when we got into it four years ago, it was like, oh, just, you know, set it and forget it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, it's obviously it's a little bit more in depth than so that. much more in depth uh, than that. So, but yeah. uh, this uh, Publix program has actually been a large catalyst for the Thrive Containers launch. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, we started building farms for ourselves. And then to Brad's point, we realized that, you know, Thrive Containers is started from the grower's perspective. A lot of um, companies out there start from an engineering perspective. And so we wanted to build farms, you know, by growers for growers, which is our tagline for Thrive. Mm -hmm. And uh, by learning to remotely support a farm container at Greenwise, it's really enabled us to put together a three-tiered model, support model for Thrive Containers, which is what makes us unique is, you know, we don't just sell the container. We sell a business model and a complete support program, which is what we felt when we got into this industry was really lacking. Right. A lot of trial and heartache in the very beginning. 
Right. I know. It's a lot. Well, we're going to um, take a just a quick break right now because we're right at the break time. And then we'll come back and have you tell us all about how you created Thrive and where, where that's going. Yeah. We still have a lot of really cool stuff to talk about. And yeah. We will be talking about that in two minutes. We'll be right back. Keep on moving. One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number no. 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years, and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number no. 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger, too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number no. 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. We are back with Shannon O'Malley and Brad Doyle from Brick Street Farms and Thrive Containers. And we were just before the break talking about Thrive Containers and I forgot where we left off on that. Oh yeah. You're selling a whole system, a whole business model. Right. So how does that, so hypothetically say I'm, I want to. You're not just selling a container and saying, see ya. You're actually letting them know what to do is what I'm getting from that. So what's like the, the minimum initial investment and. What else is all involved in getting started? Right. Absolutely going to get into that. I just want to make sure that we've actually, um, I want to clarify, Thrive Containers is owned by Brick Street Farms. Right. Yes. Right. Correct. People ask us to think that we have like a third party relationship with a, mm-hmm. an outside company. Right. And, you know, Brick Street Farms is the parent company and owns Thrive Containers um, completely. Correct. So what we've done is uh, we really understand the production and farming side of the business and what it takes to get into this industry. And uh, we've been building and operating our own containers. So with the advent of Thrive Containers, we've poured every learning, failure, success, the good, the bad, uh, what we need. You know, we figured out we we now know what we didn't know when we started. <laughs> Brad's right. nodding like, yes, Absolutely. And, uh, you know, so we, we basically packaged that into a three tiered, uh, service and support program. So we've got an essentials, a standard and an enterprise service and support program that you can choose from. And all of this is available at the thrivecontainers.com website. Mm -hmm. And it really depends on how much or how little support you want from us. Everyone is required to have at least the essentials program, but then depending on how much additional support you want from the Thrive Containers uh, staff, you can choose, uh, you know, a higher level of access. Right. I think the the, the key to that really is, you know, there are different levels of, you know, understanding from a, you know, some people who want to buy this have been growing their whole lives. Some people that want to buy this haven't grown a single thing in their entire life. Like, right. I work. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, uh, and so there's different levels of, you know, I need help or I, I think I've got this. I need minimal help. So, so we really tried to address, you know, address that kind of gap based on what your experience was. And when we first started, I would have paid to have much, an arm and a leg, an for, arm that, and a leg for much 
you know, much more access to support and guidance and, you know, those types of things. Um, so we offer it. Then we had access. Yeah. To. The, the service and support programs aren't just focused on one topic. So we kind of like, once we got started, we're like, Oh, shoot, we really didn't know that that was coming. So we've got uh, support that teaches you about the mechanics and the machinery. So that's our uh, mechanical support. So our operational support. We also have farming support, which teaches you about the plants and how to grow and how to maintain pest prevention and uh, pest, you know, plant disease awareness and how to grow plants as effectively as possible for the highest yields. So there's really two levels. There's like the maintenance. So we think about it like when you buy a car, Mm -hmm. you get an operator's manual that tells you about the car, how to change the oil, how to change the battery, what all the doohickeys on the dash mean, all of that. But it doesn't teach you how to drive. So we, we provide you an operator's Uh, guide and service and support for the machinery. But we Mm -hmm. also teach you how to drive, which is teaching you how to farm and how to hydroponically farm. So we do both aspects, which is what we found was so important. So if someone invests in, say, the essentials package and then they find, hey, I didn't pay enough, I need more support than this, can they upgrade? Absolutely. Yeah, sure, of course. Absolutely. We also allow uh, people to purchase a la carte hour mm-hmm. of support. So if you think you need like a one-time, you know, training session, uh, we offer that. Now, some of the great things with these enterprise package is you actually get on-site support too. Mm. So not only do you get video and call remote support, but we schedule quarterly on-site either additional trainings or we help you with maintenance. Nice. So. That's cool. And I noticed on the website too, that you list uh, three different types of uh, farms, I guess, containers. There's the Ohio for leafy greens, the Yukon for microgreens, and my favorite, the Colorado for cannabis and hemp. <laughs> yes, we're really excited about those. So um, on that one, they showed in that the photo shows two containers. Yep, absolutely. So as you can... Yeah, so as uh, as you can imagine, uh, hemp or cannabis plants are a little bit larger, mm-hmm. and uh, so that is a two farm model. It's the only model that has two shipping containers that are standard, mm-hmm. and the first farm container is for propagation, cloning, and uh, processing. Mm-hmm. The second container is for the fruiting or flowering process, so for the mature plant. And wow. so it really, in order to provide enough space for proper yields to, to make the right ROI, a two container model was best. Gotcha. That's pretty neat. And I love that you named it the Colorado. <laughs> I would have awesome. named it the Cheech and Chong. Oh, yes. I made a play on that. All of our farms are, as you can tell, are named after U.S. rivers. Right. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, we also, we have another model that's coming out that isn't on the website yet, which is the Columbia, which will be for uh, culinary and medicinal mushrooms. Oh, oh cool. Wow. So, nice. so all U.S. rivers. Very interesting. So I'm, I'm curious with how, co- I, I'm sure that restaurant business is probably down some because of the pandemic, but then grocery is up. Does it even out or are you overall still up with grocery because of grocery? Well, a little 
bit of both. So we, I mean, we lost 100, our, our wholesale business model died inside of one week. Wow. In uh, April. So we had seven, originally 70% of our business was wholesale restaurants. In one week, we went from that to zero. Right, right. I mean, we're not the only ones that were harshly, you know, drastically affected. Um, mm -hmm. We felt very fortunate that we could pivot to uh, supporting grocery, you know, because mm -hmm. everybody was shopping from home. Uh, we also put a lot of emphasis on our own internal retail, which was great. So we have, our, with our market here, our internal retail sales have been up, which is mm -hmm. We're able to shop in person as well as shop online with contactless curbside pickup. Right. So we offer that. Uh, we also still have been really, our membership subscriptions have been up. So folks have the option to join the farm for great discounts and, you know, additional perks of being members. And we're members. Yes. I, was gonna, I wasn't going to talk about the memberships down after you're done. Oh, yeah. um, but overall, Business is up overall as far as uh, production, but the margins are drastically smaller with uh, right. So we, even though we're cranking out quite a bit, we company is overall trending down from a margin perspective. Right. So we right. have to do a lot more work for a lot less return. Gotcha. So we are anxious, anxiously. Uh, <laughs> You've got mail. Uh, want our retail, want our, 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 want our restaurant partners. customers back, want our wholesale restaurant resort customers back. In fact, we have recently brought on a, uh, wholesale account, a wholesale manager. account manager, uh, named Bryant, who will be, uh, is transitioning into that role and, uh, will be working to get all of those restaurant customers back on board that we Good. lost, you know, eight months ago. To give everybody a little bit of TLC and, you know, we're making uh, changes to our minimum requirements for ordering. So we're making it, we're catering and making it a lot easier for our restaurants as easy as possible mm -hmm. to engage with us, waiving our minimums, uh, delivering five days a week. We're just really working, you know, restaurant industry has been hit harder than nearly any other industry. And we are, we don't lack any sympathy for that whatsoever. Right. We, in fact, empathize with them uh significantly and yeah, we want to do everything we can to make it easy and and streamline it's kind of one of those things where you know it's the more we can you know i'm you know we're even looking at the hey this is what we used to charge for this but you know let's help let's help the restaurants out yep. because you know even us take you know giving things at a discount for you know for what they're used to seeing from us um is still a win for us in terms of margin versus groceries. Right. So uh, yeah. it's a win-win for uh, restaurants, for, for and, restaurants and resorts to get a premium product for, you know, what we, you know, you know, less than what we would, you know, both pre pandemic would charge right. for it. And, uh, but it is also a win, uh, still a win for us in terms yeah. of, and I think our, our inching right. some of that margin back in the right direction. Right. Well, our, Restaurants really appreciate local too. I mean, it's it's our local restaurants that are suffering. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all about supporting local. We want to support our local restaurants. They want to support their local farms. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're all really in this together. You know, I mean, one of the things the pandemic taught us is that our supply chains in America or internationally are not, not reliable. Good. Right. Right. That's for and, sure. Yeah. You know, 
have struggled with getting high quality, consistent product, and uh, that's a need we can fill. And, you know, local, that's one thing we love about St. Pete is just the local community and support. And, you know, that's originally why we started our business right. here was because of, of that uh, culture that's in this yeah, city. Yeah, exactly. The community here really does uh, have a very strong support local uh, thing going on. Right. And I also like that the restaurants list when they, when they have your product, it says on the menu, Brick, Brick Street, Street Farms. Farms. Yeah. And you guys have your own delivery vans, branded delivery vans that are just gorgeous. How many of those do you have? We have two delivery vans and a large delivery truck, refrigerated truck. So we're we're growing up. Yeah. Yes, you are. So let's go back to the market a little bit because when you when you talk about it, I don't think people really understand how much you actually have in there. It's not just lettuce. It's not just greens. Right. So this is a, a your own little retail store. Yes. Yes. Uh, so it, uh, Lori, you're right. We started pretty much as just slinging lettuce. Yeah. Yeah. Like lettuce yeah. And, uh, you know, we were amazed by the support that people would make an extra stop for at the lettuce store. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> it was great. Yeah. We sold out really. Uh, but what we realized is that we wanted to sell complimentary products. Mm -hmm. And what that really means is exceptional produce. And so we uh, source very particularly additional produce. It's uh, all organic. And we do source seasonal and local in addition to uh, all, all products that are in demand. But we highlight seasonal and local, although we do expand. Uh, everything is uh, organic, but we also support other local farmers. So we've got local um, mushroom farmers, local honey farmers. Eggs. We have local eggs, local eggs, uh, some local, very particular meat products mm -hmm. uh, like Meadow Farms. We also support as much local food makers as possible. So, for example, local nut milks, local vegan cheeses, uh, local traditional dairy-based cheeses. And uh, so we are trying to curate a shopping experience that is really complementary to Brick Street Farms products. Yeah, I've been enjoying some of the uh, sauces from Serious Foodie that I get at your place. They are great. We've got olive oils and vinegars. Mm -hmm. We've got other sauces for Asian cuisine. Chips and salsas. Well. And yes, we have great cocktail mixes, nice. uh, chocolates, dessert options. We, uh, Glenn Family Bakery is a big partner of yeah, ours. Yeah, we got our pecan pie there for Thanksgiving from you guys. And we're doing another uh, pre, pre sold pie program and cheesecakes for nice. Christmas, too. That was just tremendously successful. So, uh, but it's really, you can do a pretty significant amount of your produce shopping with yeah, us. Yeah, and it's great. And when you're a member, and even for non-members, you always have a weekly special. Always. So we have amazing specials. And I think when folks come in, they expect a certain price point when they come in, but they're really surprised by how our specials are, are really curated for everybody. Yeah. And you know, we do uh, buy one, get ones, uh, discounted rates on uh, products that we have bumper crops for. Uh, we really encourage people to to try other products. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what? I also love that on your website, brickstreetfarms.com, that is, with the products, you also have recipes. For example, the uh, I Am green, green Leaf, so it's a green leaf mix, has a soba noodle salad. Nice. Uh, which we, we did one of those for a recipe a few months back. Mm -hmm. 
I am Redleaf. That has a sweet potato quinoa bowl, which I think is on the homepage and it looks really good. And there's all butterhead BLT, lots more garlic, balsamic, caprese salad. Yep. Well, we get those questions a lot by customers. Like, what else can yeah. we do with lettuce what else besides, can we salad? besides a salad? Right? right. So we, you know, we kind of took it upon ourselves to, you know, introduce introduce other, other ways to do that. And who's handling that for us? Is well, we have a couple of people that that work in there. Eileen Safranco, who's the former owner of Urban Canning Company. Oh, I knew I knew that name. Yeah. Does uh, she is so she was the owner. So actually, Brickshire Farms purchased Urban Cannon Company, and we're actually we will be relaunching all of her products. Wow, sometime, uh, sometime. Right? Can't say we were just talking weekend, about that this past weekend. Kevin was like, "I'm yeah. so glad I stocked up because they're not there anymore." <laughs> yeah, when they were in their transition period, when they were uh, getting, they lost their location on Fourth Street North. I found out about that, and I yep. love the um, the habanero pickles. So I went to Saturday morning market, and I bought a year supply. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, Eileen is here and she'll be relaunching that. Well, it'll be Brick Street Canning Company. Nice. That's awesome. But with all of her original recipes. So we're we're expecting that sometime in 2021. Awesome. Congratulations on that too. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's talk about the membership prices for our listeners so they know what sure. comes with all that. So right now we have two tiers uh, for subscription. Our uh, basic a level is $9 a month. So we really wanted to make this affordable for everybody. And with $9 a month, you get a 10% discount on absolutely everything that you buy online and in the right. market. In addition to that, you get your weekly member special, which is a significant special. It's usually a buy one, get one or two for one or three for one type special, or you get additional freebies. Mm -hmm. Uh, with that, you also get access to our unlimited water program. Oh. So for those that may not be aware, we have a state-of-the-art reverse osmosis water filtration system for the farms. But since our farms use such little water, we have an access of basically the best filtered water mankind can make. And so we have a self-serve tap system right at the front door to our market. And folks can bring their five-gallon, one-gallon jugs, whatever they want to bring, and can fill up unlimited anytime. Wow. <laughs> That's cool. We had no idea that came with our membership. Yeah. Yes. It's right off right. So you have unlimited access, and you can truly taste the difference. It is an absolutely pure water. That's awesome. I think we might be, might be making a trip Saturday. We might be. <laughs> <laughs> First dibs. So if we have short run products, if we have a limited amount, those are reserved for members when we do specialty products. We also, right now we're taking a little bit of a break because of pandemic, but we do members only events mm -hmm. where we've done chef driven events and uh, pop-ups. So early shopping specials mm -hmm. for members. Um, to your point about the, the recipes, Kevin, uh, not only as members, but if you follow our newsletter, uh, we do send out all of this information and all of the recipes that come out as as we create new recipes. They come out, so we do a newsletter every week. Yes, I get week. it. The two that email is, addresses that uh -huh. I have. <laughs> really informative. So it teaches you about the recipes and what's going on with the farm and all the member specials. Uh, the The second level membership that we've got is twenty nine dollars a month. And you get all of those wonderful items, the 10% discount, the unlimited water. But in addition to that, you get uh, a member gift mm -hmm. every month. 
that has a 20 to $29 value, retail value, and that is particularly food and home-based. So uh, you get, for example, a sauce and a locally Florida-grown rice, okay. or another, we've done a drink special where it's a six-pack of locally-made drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done one with a Glen Family Bakery, as well as a locally-made mm-hmm. butter. So uh, every month, it's a different gift. Uh, we announce what that gift is going to be in the newsletter every month. And so that is uh, for our uh, higher-end members, as well as all of the other wonderful uh, membership perks that that we offer. And I will say that it really pays for itself. I mean, totally mm-hmm. pays for itself over and above if you go once or twice a month, or even more. Yeah. Yep. I've never walked out of there without BOGO stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and what are the what are the days and hours for the market? So we're open six days a week. We're closed on Mondays. So Tuesdays and Wednesdays, noon to five. Thursdays, noon to seven. Fridays, noon to five. And we have extended hours on weekends from 10 to four on Saturdays and Sundays. Very good. Shannon O'Malley and Brad Doyle, thank you so much. That's extended for us. And I think those hours are going to keep. We've had a lot of demand for expanded. We were only open till two and now we're open till four on Saturdays and Sundays and it's being very well received. So we're going to keep those for sure. And the websites are thrivecontainers.com and brickstreetfarms.com. Shannon O'Malley and Brad Doyle, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you guys. No, thank you guys. We've been excited to be here and and let you guys know everything that's going on. Awesome. This is Chris Walker, and you're listening to CP Foodies Podcast. Lori and I hope everyone had a nice Christmas, and we're looking forward to 2021 being a better year for sure. And on behalf of both of us, since everything that comes after this was already recorded and Lori's not here. Lori and I wish you a happy new year. Next week on the show, we'll be talking to Chris Johnson, the co-owner and head brewer at Green Bench Brewing Company. If you'd like to send us fan mail, hate mail, or have any requests for interviews or restaurant reviews, just send an email to info at stpetersburgfoodies.com. That's it for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guests, Shannon O'Malley. And Brad Doyle. And thanks to our sponsors. Roland Oates. The Zest Podcast. Noble Crust. Booyah Ramen. And, and Engine, Engine Number, number nine. 9. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. Uh, work out, plenty of rest, you know, eat your green vegetables. That's what my mom is always saying. I just never actually believed her. Merry New Year! Happy New Year. In this country, we say Happy New Year.